and we engage in the 20th scat cast welcome. I'm the script keeper and this is Steve. As per our agreement, I made a bunch of skit scats and I'm going to give them to you. I hope you like them. I already don't. It's good to have an optimistic view on life, Steve. Dumb. And 20 weeks of you saying dumb all the fucking time. I'm in people's heads now, Zach. Yeah, I've heard. You've ruined America, yeah, Steve. No, nobody listens to this, dude. A tiny percentage certainly have in scat cast fucking gold. <laughs> Get your skit scats fucking here. It warms my heart to be with you once again. 20 weeks blows my mind. Yeah, mine too, but for different reasons. When I was sitting at my desk typing away, researching away in the suck dungeon, kind of fearing Dan's wrath... I was like, oh, fuck, can I do skit scats? Will people listen to my skit scats? Just people with screws loose. Well, apparently I found my people. Every week it's fun to see all of the different downloads and all of the different, uh, how many people are listening to the show. It's insane. Hi to all of you. Yeah, you lost me. I'm going to go listen to something else. That's fair. But if you're going to stick with me, check it out. Here's what we've got for you today. Inside my mind, season one, it's over. So it's coming back season two in a couple weeks. I've got, I need breaks from the nodes on my brain. I'm tired of the science. They've scienced me pretty hard. You're weak. Give yourself to science. Science can have my body when I'm dead, but gas station burritos, baby. Who would want you now? Exactly. But I have an equally embarrassing and personal story at the end of the show. It's called Tales from the Script Keeper. It's a whole new segment. I already don't like it. Well, it's me talking without you, Steve. Okay, I like it a little bit more. Can I go home? No, I still need you to push the button, Steve. Fuck. But as a creature of habit, I do want to say sorry to my dead mom just in advance. Damn, dude. But here's how we're going to roll out the skit scats. First, we're going to start with our nursery rhyme. Is this a week where we do Cinderella? It is not. We instead do a one about a monkey and a boar. I still want to play Cinderella. Can I play Cinderella? Let me think about that. I need an interview. Skitting, I'm scatting, I'm shitting, I'm shedding. I made all these rhymes and making the loose happen. new. It is Steve. I'll make this goddamn interlude for you, Steven. Yes, I did. I'm skitting, I'm scatting, I'm shitting, I'm shedding. I made all these rhymes and making the loose happen. new. Steve. I made this goddamn interlude for you, yeah, I don't think you should be Cinderella, Steve. All right, can I be one of Cinderella's sisters? Well, I don't want to do another interlude, but I'll get back to you. Okay. See, now Steve's even into it because of all your letters at info at scatcast.com. Holy shit, you guys are very nice people. And I'm glad I'm in your life, and I'm glad you're in my life, and let's, uh, we'll keep doing that shit. It's fun. I know that times are weird right now. Uh, I'm going to keep doing skit scats, and we'll see if we can just distract ourselves. I know you guys are all paying attention. This is a show for smarties. I know you're smart. I know that you're trying to just kind of disassociate from this fucking crazy ass fucking world that we're living in. And yeah, yeah, let's do that. Do you smell toast, dude? I wish I fucking smelled toast. I would love some toast right now, Steve. No, that's not what I mean. But after nursery rhymes, we're going to go amble down through that religious history. Filtered through the lens of a filthy atheist. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that right now, Steve. Let's just, it's about Cain and Abel. It's the brothers that, it's a weird story. You shouldn't be telling it. You're right, Steve. My life isn't completely saturated with Judeo-Christianity, and my atheism is just everywhere. It's dominating everything. There's goddamn atheist churches everywhere, bud. Have you you seen all those atheist crosses that I fucking have been handing out? You're a dick. It's the sequel to the Garden of Eden. It's Adam and Eve dealing with the first two chitrons on Earth. And then we're going to tell our own stories. We've got Liam the Monster Hunter. And for those of you that have the map blanket at home, which has been a fun game to play for me, uh, you can go all the way across to the, the eastern, central, and maybe kind of eastern, southern part so dumb. of the map. Uh, kind of by the island that looks like a dick. It's by uh, the Ween Island place. 
But we're going to go to the city of Rue, and uh, it's leading us to the kingdom of Rue. Everything that you just said there was done. I'm having a blast with Liam the Monster Hunter. We're getting some wands made. It's been a lot of fun doing the entire thing. You're not hearing me, Dom. No, I hear you, Steve. Then the second half of our double feature is The Adventures of Gunnar Halifax. And I hope you guys know at scatcast.com for free, you can check out our ringtone packs. And there's ringtone packs for each of the shows, and Gunnar Halifax theme song is definitely the most downloaded by far. But check all that shit out. There's tons of them. There's lots of things that people can put on their ringtones. Dave and Angus will answer your phone for you if you'd like. It's uh, kind of ridiculous. It's super dumb. Yeah, there's even Steve saying dumb as a ringtone. Can you imagine that? You get a text message. Dumb. Yeah, I do think that's dumb. By the way, people think you sound like Ray Romano's brother or the guy from Venture Brothers, like a character. Dude, it's Brock Samson. Okay, now sound like Brock Samson and we got something. Right. That's Patrick Warburton for those of you that don't watch the Venture Brothers. Yeah, I never heard of it. Yeah, right, Steve. Let me finish this table of contents. Christ, we've been doing it for five minutes. What the fuck is going on? sure you don't smell toast? I do not smell toast. After, I would love some toast. After we do Gunner Halifax, which is going to be kind of Star Warsy. It's pretty Star Warsy. There's a little Star Trekky in there. It's a little conflicting, but you'll see. Terrible. And after that, we're going to do a thing called Tales from the Script Keeper. I'm kicking Steve out of here so he's not just dumb, dumb, dumb all the fucking time in my head. Yeah, you're doing it to yourself. Whatever. It's a story about stupid shit me growing up. It's called Tales from the Script Keeper, and I call this story Dog Pimps. And I grew up with dog pimps, and uh, I'm going to tell you the story. It's very strange. It's uh, Don't judge me. We'll get there. Uh, You can judge me. It's fine. You can definitely judge my parents. Go for it. Fucking go nuts. But you can judge me as well. I don't mind. Well, I do think you're dumb. Well, you're right to do so, Steve. Let's do some skit scats. This is our scat cast, Nurse Fairy Rhymes. Quick, turn it off. Sleep, sleep, little baby. Sleep, little baby, you sleep. Scatcast is here to harvest your fears and show you the horrors of life. It's Scatcast Nursery Rhymes. Really fairy tales, but whatever. <laughs> Welcome to another installment of Scatcast Nurse Fairy Rhymes. This is our twist on a tale from Japan called The Sagacious Monkey and the Boar. Sagacious means having good judgment, monkeys are your cousin, and a boar is everything that ain't Scatcast. Just kidding, cunts, let's meet a monkey. Once upon a time, in a place, doesn't matter, use your imagination. Okay. But now imagine that place has monkeys. Got it. And in that place, there was a man who performed professionally with a damn monkey. Okay. And we'll just call him Old Man. Right. And this dude's trapped. Traveled all around the place. Got it, pro monkey guy. And who the fuck are you to the story anyway? I'm just listening. Right, well, it doesn't seem like it. I see what you did there. I'll shut up. And one day, our professional monkey man came home in a bad mood. Fucking people don't know what a good show is anymore these days. His bewildered and shocked wife, who hadn't seen him for months, asked, It's nice to see you too, fuckhead. What's the problem? It's no use taking that damn monkey around any longer. He's too old and he forgets his tricks. Are you remembering to beat him on the head with a stick? I beat him on the head with a stick all I know how, but he won't dance properly. Maybe it's from all the times we beat him on the head with a stick. I think it's time that we sell them to the butcher and make what money out of them we can. Aww. There's really nothing else that could be done. But the woman felt very sorry for the poor little monkey yes. and pleaded for her husband to spare him. Oh, come on. He's been a good monkey for 12 years. You've had the monkey. Well, to do my act, I gotta go get another monkey. Yeah. With one monkey, there's shit everywhere. Yeah. Two monkeys, way too much shit everywhere. No monkey shit everywhere. So get the butcher over here and he'll chop him up and turn him into meat. All right, all right. She acquiesced. Yeah. Now the monkey was in the next room Yikes. and overheard every damn word they said. Those motherfuckers. He said to himself, understanding he was soon to be killed. My master's a cunt, he said. Here I have served him faithfully for years and years, and instead of allowing me to end my days comfortably, maybe laying on a beach, a proper retirement, this motherfucker's gonna have me cut up and then probably baked or broiled. Fuck him, he exclaimed. What was me? What's a monkey to do? The monkey thought, but then he had an idea. Wait a minute, there's that really smart boar that lives out in the woods. I could go to him and ask his advice. I mean, I've never met him before, but he'll certainly want to help me when he hears the injustice of my story. There was no time to lose. The monkey slipped out 
of the house and ran like fuck as quick as he could to the forest to find the boar. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Luckily for the monkey, the boar was home, and the monkey just dumped out his fanny pack all over the boar's shit. What? Quiet. Hey, slow down. Slow down. Now the humans are going to kill hey. me just for no reason, just because hey. I'm old, because I'm tired, because hey. I can't dance with the same oomph I used to, hey, you know? Do I know you? I'm sorry. Good Mr. Boar, I've heard of your excellent wisdom. I'm in great trouble. Only you can help me. Okay, so a human wants to eat you because you're old. Yeah, basically. Hey. Yeah, but my body's sore because I've been dancing for him for 12 years. Hey, what kind of dance? Mom, here, let me show you. Hey, okay. Uh, 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 hey. My milkshake brings oh, all the boys to the yard and they're like, okay. it's better than yours. Damn yeah, right. Man. It's better than yours. Yeah. I can see you, but oh, I, I can see your butt My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard yeah. and they're like, God damn. it's better than yours. Yeah. Damn right. It's better than yours. Yeah. I can teach you, Shit. but I have to charge. Okay. Okay. I get it. It's probably hard to do that thing with your ass there. Yeah, my hip, back, and tail are all killing me. Yeah. So what do you advise me to do? I know how clever you are. The flattery pleased the boar, and he was determined to help that little monkey. Yeah, I think I can help you. And he thought for a little while, and he said, Doesn't your master have a baby? Oh, yeah, said the monkey. It's his infant grandson. And doesn't it lie by the door in the morning when your mistress begins the day? I mean, I think so, yeah. That's weird that you know that. Yeah, well, anyway, I will come around early, and when I see my opportunity, I will seize the child and run off with oh, it. Oh, fuck, that sounds aggressive. Then what? Well, the grandmother will be terrified because fuck, you know, right. and before your master and mistress know what to do, yeah. you must run after me yeah. and rescue the child oh. and take it home to safety. Then they won't have the heart to sell you to the butcher. He said. Fuck, that's kind of wily coyote, but that just might work. Yes, I think it will. Well, I can't thank you enough, Mr. Boar. Thank you, thank you. And the monkey continued to thank the boar until it was uncomfortable and he went home. He didn't sleep that much that night. He actually drank a lot. As you'd imagine, he was thinking of the next day. Goddamn, my life depends on whether or not this boar's plan works. So the monkey was the first one up. Yeah. He waited anxiously for what was to happen. Fuck. It seemed to him a very long time before his master's wife began to move about. Come on, come on. And open the shutters to let in the light of day. Wake up, wake up, wake but up. But soon enough it all happened as the boar had planned. All right, here we fucking go. And the grandmother placed the baby on the porch as usual while she tidied up the house and got her breakfast ready. Here you go, pretty grandbaby. And the child crooned happily back at her in the morning sunlight, just moving his dumb little baby hands around, making dumb baby noises. Baby. As she turned to clean up some random monkey shit that had been left in the corner, there was a noise. Got your baby, bitch. The noise came from the porch and the baby cried. Hey. The mother ran out from the kitchen to the spot, only hey. just in time to see the boar sprinting into the forest, hey, the child in his clutch. Oh my God. She flung out her hands, and with a loud cry of despair, she said, A wild boy stole my fucking grandbaby. And she rushed into the house and woke her husband. What is it? God damn it, what is it? Wake up. A wild pig stole the grandbaby. What the fuck are you going on about Just now? get up and follow me outside. I don't have any clothes on. The grandbaby, come on. And they both ran to the door with the old man's dingus just flopping around. Yeah, quit looking at it. But they were too late. The boar had gotten well away. Oh, God, the other kids will never let us babysit their kids. But now it was the monkey's time to shine. I'll save the baby. He said as he monkey sprinted his way after the thief. Oh, look at that brave monkey. Yeah, brave's one thing. Let's see if he brings the baby back. Why are you just standing here? What? I'm old and I'm sore. Now maybe we should sell you to the butcher. Yeah, whatever. Go smoke another brush fire. Yeah, yeah, pencil dick. But then the monkey came back with the baby. I did it. I rescued the baby from the boar. He said handing the baby back to the grandma. Oh my God, the grandbaby. There. This is the animal you wanted to kill, you dickhead. Yeah. If the monkey hadn't been here, we would have lost that little grandbaby. All right, all right. For once, you're correct. The man said as he carried the baby into the house like the Heisman Trophy carries the football. You know that look? High knee. Get the high knee up there. What are you talking about? Shut up, but as the old man walked away, he said to his wife, Well, when the butcher gets here, you can send him home. Now give us a good breakfast. And the monkey, too. He said, very not fighting the patriarchally. What the fuck? Seriously, shut up. And so the monkey lived happily ever after. And a few days later, 
The butcher brought in some delicious meat. Now, what's this? Well, this is that wild boar that stole the baby. Oh. We thought we'd kill it and eat it. Why not? Holy fuck. Yeah, let's eat your enemy. Goddamn, that didn't turn out right. And the monkey was petted and lived the rest of his days in peace. And his master even stopped hitting him over the head with that stick. But then the master got a new monkey. And those two old cunts went hard on that new monkey. The end. I'm not really sure what the moral is in this story. Is it A, never trust an employer? Or B, never help a stranger because what the fuck was that all about? Or C, never leave a baby on a porch while you're shoveling monkey shit out your house. What did it mean to you, Chitrins? Get Skycast merch at skycast.com now. And so that's something I can't take back ever because I just put that into the world. Yeah. Grandpa, Grandpa, why were you so terrible? Yeah, it was for the lulls. It was for the lulls. But it could have been my calling from God. Ugh. It's possible. No. I mean, I don't believe that. Boo. But it's very possible that God was like, I'm going to make you an atheist and a dick Ugh. and a fun killer. Yeah. A fun sucker, if you will. And I'm going to give you a kind of comedy that they enjoy that spits their shit out of their face sometimes. Sometimes they'll spit shit out of their face sometimes. Dumb. They're like, fucking, that was funny. I spit shit out of my face because I was drinking that. I spit it out because it was funny. Scat cats. Skit cats. Let's do this. But it's not the kind of comedy you can share to people. You can't go like, hey, mom, listen to Scat Cast with me. We listen to this guy talking about cunts all the time. This guy's going, cunt, cunt, cunt. And I'm fucking just trying to share this with you because he sang a song I thought was pretty. But then he goes, cunt, cunt, cunt. And I'm like, fuck. Right. So episode 20 is when Zach kind of popped. Well, you can definitely listen to the dipshit files. It's our Wednesday show. It's Mrs. Scriptkeeper and I. She does all the research. You know, I used to do the research for Time Suck, and I don't have to do any of the research now. But I get to do, you know, the show with her, and it's fun. And we have a great time. And we scat cast it up a little bit. But it's really a show about serial killers and oddities and weird shit. You can check that out if you don't want to, you know, enjoy, enjoy the scat cast with your mom. You know, but she might enjoy me saying cunt every once in a while. Maybe not 16 times per skit scat. But, you know, there are no skit scats really in the dipshit files. And, of course, there's the Dave and Angus show every Thursday. I hope you check that out. Yeah, I refuse to do that. Soon they'll be going out to another three or four states near you. Ugh. And I, you know. Dumb. Got Godspeed, you. Right. We used to send Angus on long road trips and tours with his band because it would raise the property values in Spokane while he was gone. But they're so high now already, we've kept him in town that's, quite a bit. That's a pretty big stretch for a joke, isn't it, don't yeah, you think? It is pretty bad. I'm pretty tired, I gotta say yeah, that. You're gonna leave this in, aren't I you? I mean, Steve, I'm a suck already. I mean, I already suck. Right, but that was below your standards of sucking. Well, I shouldn't say suck because that's connected to another thing where sucking is good. God, fuck, I'm confused. This planet makes no sense to me. All of you monkeys are strange. No, we're not monkeys. We're the common ancestor of a monkey and we're closer to apes. Oh, wait, I'm having deja vu. We've had this conversation before, Steve. We've said everything we can ever say. All right, this is the last scat cast. I'm done. Uh, I've got to go on. I've got to get on that rocket. Yeah, go on the rocket. No, go, go, no, go. No, I have a responsibility. I have over 100 new bosses and, and they are dear to me, all of y'all in the litter box, each and every one of you. I, if I could see you, I'd kiss your foreheads. Uh, Good night every night. I would. Uh, I doubt you would want that because I have a long beard. It would tickle. It's very uncomfortable and awkward. My wife would probably think that was really, really stupid and probably wants to punch me now for even saying that. A lot of people want to punch you for saying a lot of things. That's very true. All right. I think we've masticated our previous skit scat. Let's get on to the next skit scat. This is ambling through religious history and the story of Cain and Abel. Now is the time that we run through religious history and look at all the bullshit we can see. You know, religion's a pretty funny thing. 
And by funny, I don't mean ha-ha funny. Fuck it's you. been an awkward sell every time it's been presented. You have to wonder what it was like being Cain and Abel. The first chitrins on Earth. Must have been a lot of pressure. Especially when they stopped to think where their chitrins were going to come from. Bible shit, go. Cain, Abel, come here. I got to talk to you. Oh, yes, Father. Yeah, whatever, man. So your mother and I are very proud of you. Oh, thanks, Father. Yeah, I'm pretty awesome. But it doesn't seem like you're putting in the effort with God there. Well, what's the problem, Father? I pray to God every day. I know, Abel. Yeah, I'm not really a prayer guy. Yeah, I know you're not, Cain. So your mother and I have been talking. Hello. Hi, Mom. Yeah, what's up, Mom? We think you need to step up your devotion to God by about 200%. Oh, what more can I do? I'll do it. I got a pretty tight schedule lately. Tomorrow, I want you to make a sacrifice to God of your very best things. Of course, Father. I'll get right on it. Yeah, yeah, best things, huh? Okay. Then I'll see your kids tomorrow. Okay, bye. I love you. Yeah, yeah, I might be late. Oh, Adam, I don't know. We might be setting up Cain for some serious failure here. Now he's got some serious issues with his brother. Well, Cain is a potato farmer. I don't know what his best potato is going to look like. He's got some neat potatoes. Yeah, but Abel has, like, prize-winning animals. I'm pretty sure God's going to notice the difference. Whatever, fruit eater. <laughs> All right, let's see what you brought for God. Oh, Father, I brought my award-winning sheep, Gertrude. Oh, what a beautiful <laughs> sacrifice, honey. God will be very pleased. Oh, thanks, Mom. And what did you bring, Cain? Uh, yeah, I brought this sack of potatoes that I got third place at the state fair with. Right, well, there's four people on Earth, so. Yeah, well, I saved my second place potatoes for myself because I'm hungry. Right. All right. Well, throw your potatoes in the fire. Let's see what God thinks. All right. There you go, God. Enjoy. All right. Well, the fire just died. Well, it was a big sound. All right. Abel, throw Gertrude on there. Bye, Gertrude. Oh. 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 Seems like God liked that a lot more. I'm glad to please the Lord and my parents. Yeah. Hey, Abel. Yeah. Can you smell what Dad had for dinner last night from where you're sitting? Hey, what are you talking you're about? You're kissing out so hard you're in our parents' household. <laughs> Many days later, Adam spoke to his son. Hey, Cain, come here, man. Hey, what's up, Dad? You seem pretty upset all the time. What's the matter? No, I'm great, man. I'm just going through puberty while Mom's the only woman around. Hmm. Everything's fine. <laughs> right, well, I see the animosity between you and your brother. Well, Abel's just a little bitch, that's all. Well, but your brother loves you very much. Right, well, I think he's a swollen douche canal. Well, I mean, if you could be nice to your brother. Oh, is that what you want? Yeah, whatever. I mean, is there a reason you're mad at your brother? Well, first of all, he's your spoiled little golden boy. No. And God no. loves him the best. No, so no. he's winning those blue ribbons at the fair. Right, that's just a little thing your mom and I put together for the four of us. It's not really a big deal. Right, I think the damage is done, Dad. Oh, Adam, our boys are not getting along. Well, Abel seems to be fine. He loves his brother. Oh, he's a very sweet boy, but Cain just kicks the shit out of him for it. Yeah, he is a pretty big bully. It's becoming a problem. Yeah, you have to wonder why God made him like that. If we're the only four people in the world, how come there's so many other people? Oh, well. Anyway, I'm going to jerk off again. Cain. Oh, hey, it's God. Hey, yeah, what's up? Did you put that away? Oh, yeah, I forgot. We're supposed to be ashamed of these things, right? Yeah. So, hey, why did you make penises shaped like a shovel anyway? Yeah, let's not talk about that. Well, why are you speaking to me now, oh, Lord? Well, let me break it to you, Cain. You're a cunt. Yeah. You have been since you were born. A cane is only what a cane was made to be. Right. Well, I made you stupid, too. Right. Well, I don't know how else to be. Well, I must ask you, Cain, are your thoughts troubling you? No, man. Shit's good. I'm great. Cain. Yeah, everything's great. I wake up with morning wood, no mm. females but my mom that I can really know about, mm. even though there's other people. People, but we're not allowed to talk about that. Hey, world building's messy, okay? Yeah, seems like a lot of incest. Yeah, well, you do the math. Right. All right, last time, Kane, what's going on with you and your brother? There's nothing going on, man. Everybody likes him. He's a great kid. You know you can't lie to me, bitch. So what's the point of talking to me about it? Look, smartass, you were going down an evil road. Make peace with your brother. Oh, yeah, you got it, man. <laughs> But as time went on, the evil inside Cain grew and grew. Hey, Abel, come walk with me in the field. I got something to show you, what man. What is it, my dearest brother? Well, it's not far from here, man. Come with me. So, all right. I've been noticing that, you know, you think you're better than me. Oh, not at all, brother. No, it's obvious. Wait, what are you doing? Why are you tying me to this chair? Well, it's obvious that you're mom and dad's favorite. No. You ever listen to K. Billy's Super Sounds of Genesis? What? Which is my personal favorite. Cain, what are you doing with that rock? Yeah, I think I'm going to liquefy your face with that. Ah. Shit. It's gonna be hard to blame that on somebody else. Hey, Kane, come here. Come here. Shit. Have you seen your brother? Your father and I are word sick. Now, where's your brother? I'm not his babysitter, man. How the fuck do I know? Well, get the fuck out there and look for him. Oh, of course. I'm sure he'll turn up. 
here, dead brother, brother, brother. Where are you, dead brother, brother, brother? Yeah, hey, Kane, how's the search for Abel going? Oh, hey, God, it's not turning up taters yet, but, you know, I'm still looking. Where is he, Kane? I am not my brother's keeper, man. Listen here, fuckstick. I know you killed your brother. Yeah, you're omnipotent mm-hmm. and omnipresent. Mm-hmm. This whole charade is really kind of pointless. Shut up. Why did you kill your brother? I don't know. Brain tumor? Uh, Just specifically on the prefrontal lobe area? No, it's it's not that. It's your bad. All right, let's try that then, yeah. So you must run away from home. All right, don't face my problems. Check. And you will be forced to roam the earth for a long time. Nice. And no one will ever love you. Ever. Yeah, it's weird that there's all these people around the world. And, mm. But, you know, my mom and my dad and my dead brother and I are supposed to be the first four. You try making a planet from scratch and not fucking it up. Right, right. I think we already did this bit. Listen so. here, smartass. You're going to wear this mark on your forehead so no one will ever love you. I think you and I just invented the tattoo here. Wait. And I got it on my face. I don't think you're getting yeah. it. This looks badass, no. man. I'm going to get more tattoos on my face. No. Pierce my balls. Me, damn it. That was just some shit we made. That's not about your god Damn, that shit was not that funny But you can't unhear what you just heard Shit's based on a true story though A double feature! Do you find this amusing? I find it embracing. Double feature, double feature for your double feature. Liam and Gunner, baby, So the Liam the Monster Hunter saga continues. We spend a lot of the time in the northwest part of the map, and now we're fucking somewhere like southeast or some shit. I don't know. If you don't know, then no one knows. Oh, people know. But if you have the map blanket, you can look at it right now, and you can go, where's Firefly Mountain? Where's the Firefly Forest? This is called The Legends of Rue. Liam the Monster Hunter. Liam the Monster Once again, we gather around to see if Liam the Monster Hunter can destroy the genre of fantasy fiction forever. Are you looking for engaging storylines? Get fucked. Do you want characters that dramatically change and you can relate to? Eat your own poop. Do you like stories that make sense? Choke yourself. You found Liam the Monster Hunter and the Legend of Rue. Dear Velveeta, the narrator of the show is getting weirder and weirder with every episode. That's for sure. Velveeta, my loving lovest that I love to love on lovingly. In an effort to keep my letters fresh and titillating for you, I thought I'd try something new like poetic. Well, this should be cheese bump inducing. I gave him a few pointers. It should help. Oh, yeah, you think so? Velveeta is the name of my lust. V is for your voluptuous vivaciousness. I mean, Velveeta, I visualize your velvety volcanoes virtually without variance very often vigorously. But there's more letters. E. E is for my eagerness to go all erotic up in your egress. Yeah, you helped him with that, huh? I mean, I gave him a few words. Yeah, you should be real proud of yourself. L is for lubrication. Yeah, while he's busy offending the shit out of Velveeta, let me warn you guys. The other E is for your ears, which are directly above your boobs. All right, when we get to the kingdom of Rue, it's going to be very strange. Hey, what do you guys talking about. And also, I'm running out of sexy things to say with the letter E. We're almost to the kingdom of Rue. And now that the wizard council has put me back on active wizard duty, I'm gonna warn you, this one could be pretty dangerous. Whatever, wizard, we've got the pigeon of destiny. Even for Barfield, this could be a tough one. Well, I still don't know why we'd journeyed halfway across Marnia. It's the kingdom of Rue. I'm sure they have a giant problem. It's that shitty there, huh? No, I mean, it's they have a giant problem. Right, well, we've dealt with some big problems in the past. He's saying they have a problem with giant. No idea what you're spitting at me, whatever your name is. It's Albus. My name is Albus. Yeah, hey, Albatross, what's another T-word for tits. On their way to the kingdom of Rue, they camp out in a place called the Firefly Forest. You're doing this to yourself. 
So what does it mean to be reactivated as a wizard? Well, it just means I gotta go wherever the wizard council sends me. Is it like unretiring or something? Yeah, my father was suspended. Right for stupid shit. Wait, you were suspended by the wizard council? Yeah, this wizard license removed and everything. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Well, I didn't know any of this. It's not important. It's been illegal for you to practice magic for five years, father. Yeah, yeah, technicalities. Wait a minute, this whole time you've been a wizard, it's been illegal for you to practice magic? I mean, most of the offenses are not even felonies. Plus, you lost your wand. Right. So they just now reinstated you. Yeah, and I have a wand now, you see? I got my wand. So well, this whole time I've had a black market wizard? I mean, you could call it that. That'd be a sweet name for a band. I'm gonna go wake up the hobbits. Oh, good luck with that. They're not waking up for a while. You stop drugging the hobbits, you fucking asshole! Well, drugging hobbits has gotta be a felony. Yeah, but it's just a normal felony, not a magic wand. Do you realize what a monster you are? Yeah, all the characters for Scatcast are unredeemable at best. Actually, I think Barfield here is pretty pure. Oh, women and children dragons, too. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Oh, Damn. Fuck. Oh. Yikes. So, uh, Barfield's pretty evil. Yeah. Later that evening, Barfield continues to train Liam to become a slayer. Pigeon and a man sword fight. What do you mean this will be useless against giants? Oh. When are we going to fight giants? Oh. Fucks up with giants. Oh. What do you mean there's going to be giants in the kingdom of Rue? Oh. I, I thought he just said it was a big problem. God damn it. Oh. Oh. Well, how does the slayer approach a giant with not with a sword? Oh. Alright, weak spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they? Oh. Alright, the eyes. Yeah. Oh. Damn, how do you do that, dude? How are you holding on to the sword even? Oh. Alright, I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to focus. Uh, the eyes, but he'll see you if you if you come at him with the eyes. Right, the ears? I guess he could hear you with the ears. Right, nothing likes things on their face, you're right. Damn it. How are you so good with the sword? You're a goddamn pigeon. I am focused. All right, all right. All right, so then, what other spaces are there? Right. Oh, shit. All right, well, the hobbits did kill that giant by crawling in its dick that one time. It's butthole, huh? All right, well... I don't know, man. I feel like you light some black powder and throw it in their nose, right? Yeah, I just can't see how the butthole is safer. Well, I mean, I'm not ridiculous here. It feels like going inside another creature is a, yeah, a whole other level of investment. I know I've seen you do it, but I don't think I could negotiate my way in the dark, and I'm kind of claustrophobic. Well, I'm not a poser bitch. All right, I'll drop and give you 20. As part of Liam's sled training, Barfield took Liam high upon Mount Fivelight. And then meditating... I don't know. This feels really dumb, Barfield. What, you want me to clear my mind, but you took me out on top of a mountain where everything's so beautiful, I just want to look at it all. I do have discipline. I'm just looking at the pretty lights. I like the pretty lights. All right, all right. Yeah, um, this is dumb. Yeah, Barfield, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down the mountain, go back to camp, go to bed. What do you mean there's something else up here? The legend of the demon goat of Rue? Alright, well then tell me. I'll see. Yeah, I don't believe that story for a second. Yeah, you're right, magic is stupid. Fine, I'll look for the demon goat of Rue while I'm up here. And so Liam and Barfield headed deep into the mountains, only to find that demon goat. Hey, I thought you guys were gonna stay on the mountain for longer. Yeah, no thank you. Would you fall down the mountain or something? No, I found a demon billy goat. Ow, of Rue. Yeah, was that its head right there? Yeah, it sure is. Ow. Yikes, that's disgusting. Now, shut up, Alex. It's fucking all this. Jesus, fuck. Well, what the hell happened? Well, ow. 
I got kicked a lot. Yeah, I went straight for the dick several times. You got kicked in the dick multiple times by the demon goat of Rue? Yeah, please don't put that on my tombstone. Ow. What do you mean this is all part of the training? Get fucked. What do you mean it's not what happens to you, but how you handle it? That sounds terrible. I hate that. What happened to me was I had my balls pounded in by a goddamn demon-possessed goat. And how I'm handling it is that I wish somebody had some ice. Well, hey, I got a spell for ice. No, wizard, I don't want your help, especially about my balls. No, I have my wand back. It's a real simple spell. Yeah, tell that to Dick over there. Yeah, shit vomit sprinkler. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Barfield here. I bet he wishes he could see his dick again. <laughs> exactly. So I, like Humpty Dumpty before me, I'm gonna try and bring these shattered pieces back together. Yeah, it was actually all the king's horses and all the king's men that tried to put Humpty Dumpty together again. Right, everybody keep their hands off my Humpty Dumpties. I guess nobody gives a shit that there's giants attacking Rue because they're taking the time doing training stuff. Here's some more training stuff. I appreciate that you took me off the mountain so I'd have less things to look at to try and meditate but now there's ants crawling on me and I'm having a hard time. I don't know. We could go back to training with swords. That sounds good. You're right. I'm a dumb fuck a lot of the time. Well, what if I'm just not a meditation kind of Guy. Oh, so it's like when football players take ballet? So I'm Herschel Walker. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I still don't want to. Well, I definitely don't want to go for a jog. My balls are still crushed. Yeah, your training is all kinds of busting my balls. And so Byfield made Liam do push-ups and ran a couple miles and stuff. It was all calisthenics that day. Well, you guys are back early again. Yep. What happened to him? Yeah, I slayed the Condor Chimera of Rue out. The Condor Chimera of Rue? Yeah, he was half man and half Condor, but not the good way. What do you mean? Well, he didn't have the wings of a Condor. He had arms of a man and feathers. Ow. He looked ridiculous, but he also went for my balls. Yeah, that's a good word for the attack on my balls. Relentless. He was relentless with my balls. Well, see, so you managed to slay him. Is that his head? Yeah, it looks like a big bird costume with human arms, whatever. Yay, do I get a badge? Am I a wee below now? And so they wrapped up their several days of just fucking off, basically, and finally made it within a few miles of the Kingdom of Rue. Dearest Velveeta, my boobist, we've traveled many miles to get to the Kingdom of Rue. And now that we're looking at it, I need a drink. They're a giant cult. Right, the whole place worships this rock. Yeah, the whole city's built around it. I've seen it before. It is a pretty rock. Yeah, well, some say it's a diamond. Yeah, a diamond the size of two and a quarter football fields. Yeah, it's about 8,800 hogheads wide. And it weighs 2,991 Honda Civics. Yeah, well, the kingdom of Rue is a kingdom without a wizard, so it might be a little sketchy. What do you mean, sketchy? You think a wizard makes things better? Our very role in this universe is to bring order from the chaos that is you fire apes. Oh, and you're not a fire ape. Hell no, I'm a being of light. I'm an elemental. I live beyond the space-time continuum. And yet you still want to bang my mom. Oh, let me count the ways. All right, well, I'm going to ride to Velveeta real quick, okay? I'm going to do the thing. Yeah, you do you. I'm going to go take pictures of the hobbit's feet and put them on the internet. God damn. Wait a minute, so you're telling me we have to shave our heads to get into the kingdom of Rue? Yep. Oh, fuck. Barkeep. Hey. Yeah, can I get like five more? Hey. If you and I need to go our separate ways, we can do it. No, it's not that. I mean, I miss the boobies, and I want to get home to Velveeta's boobies. But I know you're my path to becoming a slayer and to leaving my legacy behind. Yeah, well, did the pigeon teach you how to crawl into a giant's butthole so he can kill it that way? Yeah, he did. He did teach me that. Good, because when we accept this mission, your mission is going to be literally to crawl up a giant's butthole and kill it via 
it's about all. Right, I know. I know it's on the checklist of things to do to become a slayer as well. Yeah, what the hell is everybody laughing? Oh, goddamn! Ladies and gentlemen of the Pitchfork and Pickles, hailing from the Northern Folk Kingdom. They're not from the Northern Folk. Hobbit's biggest staff and the Black Market Wizards. But those aren't wizards, those are hobbits. Uh, Thank you, guys. This is a song that we wrote to commemorate our journeys. Toss a coin to the pigeon, the pigeon of destiny, the pigeon that saves us, oh. Toss a coin to the pigeon, the pigeon named Barfield, the pigeon that saves us every single show. Now let's do some ooze, ooh, ooh, pigeon of destiny. The pigeon of destiny, ooh, 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 of destiny has saved me again. Thank you. We are all the speaker staff <coughs> the Black Market Wizards. Please put money in the hat, please. Wish it wasn't about you. That's a solid sound for a three-piece. The Pigeon of Destiny. I love seeing those t-shirts all over the place, and thank you for buying them and wearing them, scatcast.com. And just so you guys know, we have a sticker pack that we're creating for all of you guys. There's a sticker pack that went to all of our scat cats and our, our inside scoopers, but you guys will get an opportunity to have a different version of that sticker pack. But there's a fun bunch of stuff coming here this summer for Scatcast, and we'll get to that some other time. And it's certainly going to be talked about in the inside scooper in the Patreon community. Litterbox, you can go to Patreon forward slash Scatcast. I love my bosses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get to the adventures of Gunner Halifax, let's first hear a word from our sponsor. Scatcast Interactive Media presents... Scatcast Toys. Hey kids, are you tired of video games? No, no, not at all. Of course you are, and that's why you'll love Stone Buddies. I don't like this toy. Stone Buddies. They're actual stones, but we glue googly eyes on them and maybe sometimes draw a little smiley on there. These are just stupid. And your mom's a whore, Timmy. Shut up. Uh, sometimes we draw dicks on the Stone Buddies. I hate Stone Buddies. Nine out of ten children love Stone Buddies. You might be asking why. Here's why. They're rocks, and you can do this. You just broke that business's window. See, Stone Buddies are action figures. Let your child in a hooliganism out today with Stone Buddies at scatcast.com. Collect the whole set. We'll never stop making them. $29.99. Wait, are you seriously charging $29.99 for rocks with fucking googly eyes on them? Oh, yeah. Do, we th- do you think it should be higher? Oh, yeah. Definitely higher. Yeah, we definitely think Stone Buddies are going to be a hit. So check those out. $49.99. The fuck, dude? You just raised the price. I was listening to my buddy Steve. How about I go home and I still get a paycheck? How about you help me hawk some Stone Buddies? Oh. Right, it's Gunner Halifax time. Space Dumb! Right, our working title was Now That's Pod Racing. And and so that's probably what it's going to be called. You should call it Space Dumb. Or it could be called Space Dumb. Gunner Halifax Engage. He's Gunner Halifax. He's gone beyond the moon, it's true. He's Gunner Halifax. He's seen the world from a different kind of view from He's you. He's Gunner Halifax. He's seen the pyramids on Mars. He's Gunner Halifax. He's flown his spaceship really far. He's Gunner Halifax. He is a secret space cadet. He's Gunner Halifax. He hasn't found an alien he wouldn't make out with. He's Gunner Halifax. He isn't actually very smart. He's Gunner Halifax. But his crew is great. His wig is tight and so is his heart. He's making Earth some brand new friends. He's Gunner Halifax. When the hell will the theme song for this guy ever end? This is the adventures of Gunner Halifax. And everything you hear is true. Captain's Diary started 
Uh, Holy shit, skis. Shut up, Lieutenant Sidesay. Okay, I'm shutting up. Yeah, I think there are nines in the star date. Yeah, none of your captain's diaries have proper fucking star dates, so does it matter now? No, probably not, Lieutenant Bambi. Are you going to tell us why we're going back to Tatooine? No, we're going to visit Box Box oh, the Gungan. Okay. He always has the best drugs for the best price because he's stupid. So we're here to take advantage of your friend? Oh, no, no, no. I hate him very much. He's not my friend. Damn, Jesus, okay. Yeah, fuck Gungans and fuck Klingons. I mean, isn't that obvious? Whatever, bigot. I thought he was your buddy. Oh, God, who would love a Gungan? That's ridiculous. Yikes. The Dear Diary, the Dick Chardian pod racing champion. Championships just so happen to be here at the same time we're going to be here to deal with box box. Yeah, I forgot that you go nuts over pod racing. Well, it's really gone downhill the last 500 cycles or so. How would you fucking know that? I read the journals. I'm interested in the journals. Well, you know that all the nasty bounty hunters are here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's kind of an unwritten rule between scumbags. Yeah. When it's pod race weekend, we chill out. Yeah, I don't think people think like you. Yeah, yeah. Prepare to land. Well, hey there, box box. How you been, buddy? Oh, so gonna have a fax on me and Murray Murray. Happy to see you. Yeah, please get your ears off me. That's weird. Stop hugging me. I'm here for as much forbidden sand as you got, and I got the candy bars. These are my lieutenants, who cares, and whatever. Hello. Uh, wishing I was not here. You probably remember Dr. Schmogi. Oh, no, it's a missile. I don't fucking eat Gungans, gross. I'm right there with you, Dr. Schmogi. But they are kind of a delicacy, but it's kind of mm. snobbish to me. Oh, okay. Well, that's more complicated. Peace. All right, let's cut with the pleasantries and give me the drugs. I mean the sand. Misa have no forbidden sand. What? It got taken by the... Oh, fuck. Something complicated happened to Box Box. We're gonna have to unpack some shit. Okay, if I got this right, you Lisa. bought a bantha. Which mm-hmm. is a giant buffalo kind of thing. And then a bunch of Tuscan raiders came and took it. Boom, boom, boom. And if I want the drugs, I mean forbidden sand. You also have to get the bantha back from Lisa. God damn it, I'm not good with dealing with Tuscan raiders. Who is it that you think you're good at dealing with? Captain's mobile diary. We're gonna head out into the sand seas of Tatooine. Are you sure you don't want us to go with you, Captain? Yeah, what are we supposed to do here? Now you guys can hang out with Box Box. You also hang out with Lisa. Oh, okay, goody. Oh, that sounds great. And Dr. Schmogi and I are gonna likely go do some highly unethical things. Yeah, whatever. Okay, well, try not to die. Yeah, bye. You're supposed to care for what the... Eat a Minox showed. Bye. What do you think the odds are that they fucking die? The captains will be pissing on their graves well after we are dead, Ski. Holy charnack, you're right. Captain's diary. Goddamn, land speeders are fast. Goddamn it. Are you eating bugs? Yes, Tatooine has lots of big-ass fucking bugs. Wow. You're just catching them mid-air, you weirdo. I can actually taste them in the air from like five miles away. Goddamn, your species is dumb. Don't hiss at me. Captain's diary. I think we're almost there, but maybe not. I don't know. Somewhere close. Hey, Captain, something's wrong with the speeder. No, okay, hey. that's not good. Shit. Um, hey. no, that's better. No, it's not. No, hey. no hey. that's not good. Oh, yes. shit. I don't like the sound of that. That's the Tuskins. Yeah, I don't like that our speeder's breaking down. We're kind of a long ways away from anyone that can help us. Hey, Captain, we're out of fuel. What, I put an eighth of a tank in? The fuck, Captain? What, have you seen the price of land speeder fuel? <laughs> Captain's walking through the fuck-ass desert of Tatooine, diary. Hey, you're likely going to die out here, Captain. What do you mean I'm going to die out here? You're not going to die? Uh, no, Captain. No, it's because you can eat your own shit, isn't well, it? Well, yes, and also that my species creates no, a mucus no, membrane. No, 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 it's always a mucus uh, membrane with you. Uh, it's often nature's way of solving problems. I don't want to know about it. Shit, what is that? Uh, those are Tusken Raiders, Captain. No, I was thinking the little ones. Uh, These, uh, uh, that's a Tusken Raider? Yes, Captain, the sand people. Well, that's definitely speciesist. But I thought Tusken Raiders were the little, like, little guys. Uh, no, those are Jawas, Captain. Damn it, I always confuse those two. That means we have to deal with the scary guys. Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't think I'm a big fan uh, of that. Well, I don't think we have a choice. What do you mean? I mean, uh, ah, fuck, uh, they creep right up on you, Jesus. Yeah, they sure do. God. Uh, watch out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, shit. I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, he's not happy with you. Uh, all right, will you help? Fine. Finally, fuck. Uh, uh, God, uh, nice. Well done. Come at me, yeah. bitches. Uh, 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 there he comes. Uh, uh, oh, shit. Well, that was his head. Uh, yes. Well, 
So you're going to eat them or what? You know, that's pretty ignorant. I don't eat every species. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to learn about you. Now, just help me find my space drugs. It should be on one of these banthas. There, there, girl. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Let's just hope the Tuscans didn't stash the drugs in your butt. Uh, Captain, uh, what is it now, Dr. Shmogoff? Yeah, there's a whole bunch more Tuscans. Okay, well, you can do the hand-to-hand combat thing. Boom, bitches, boom. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Come on now. Going to eat this. Get some shit. Yeah, baby. Oh, this is why I buy these fucking big guns. Oh, yeah. Captain, come on. Captain. You LucasArts nightmares, uh, you fucking you have a huge, bastard. Uh, you have oh a huge God. boner right now. You should no. uh, stop. No. You're right. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I think you're my best friend, Dr. Schmogan. Yeah, uh, gross. Must keep forging forward. Yes, you're dying, Captain. Fucking sand sucks. Earth donkey. Ass. Uh, irritating. Death is coming. Gets everywhere. I hate fucking sand. Uh, Captain, you're dehydrated. You know, it's frustrating for me to know that I'm suffering and dying and you're... Fine, just chilling. Yes, I'm quite comfortable, actually, yes. Are we even headed in the right direction? I mean, we are if we want to run into those guys. Uh, are those the little Jawa guys, or is that something else terrible? Uh, that's the little Jawas. Thank Charnax balls. Whatever, whatever. Mommy, yep. Mommy, yep. Right, fine. Mommy, Good. Mommy, yep. Okay, fine. Good, but doing business with you, too. You smell bad, though. Yep. It's unpleasant. Yep. Whatever. Utini to you. Uh, are you sure you wanted to do that, Captain? No. Utini. Utini. Oh, no. What did I do? Yeah, I think you traded box box for a transmission for the land speeder. Oh, wow. Jawas are slavers? I mean, I guess these guys are. Whatever, let's take the part back to the land speeder and see if we can fix hey, it. Hold on, he's got some other shit. Oh, yeah, what do you got there, buddy? Nah, I really already have plenty of droids at this hey, point. What, you don't have a droid? I think there's a droid involved in the hyperdrive somehow, and I think you've got a droid, right? Fluffer or whatever? Yes, how did you remember that, but you can't remember the star date? Yeah, Fluffer just sticks out to me, I don't know why. Yeah, I see. No, no, I, don't, I don't need an R2 unit. No. Wait a minute, was that about my mom? Oh, oh shit. Bastard. The Tuskins are back. And we still haven't found my drugs yet. Yeah, so Box Box, do you think you could get the band to play like a different song? No, sir, well, sir. Miss no wanna die. What did that weird thing say to you? I guess the band will kill him. I don't know. This is a very stupid planet. I want to go. Just hang out a little bit longer. The captain won't be too long, or he'll be dead, and we'll know, and we can go. Yes, sir. Captain Halifax will never die. What do you mean he can never die? That's ridiculous. It's a moral, moral. Right, okay, thanks, Box Box. Well, at least we are not being on ship, almost being the murdered by the pirates. Well, I don't know if you noticed this, Slev, but we're surrounded by bounty hunters. Yeah, but Captain said the pod races is on, and that is all that matters to these freakos. Hey, what'd you just say? Yeah, I implied that you are stupid and a freak for liking the pod racing, you stupid freak. Did you hear this fucking clown? Uh-oh, you're the guys in I am not scared of these pieces of the shit. No, sir, no, sir, the band stopped playing, sir. I'm not knowing what he said to me. I think he said the band stopped playing, so that's bad. Please stop fucking with everyone here. I am bored. I wanted to do something. You know you're just as bad as the captain sometimes. You take that back. I think it's time you and I go outside. Oh, yeah, I forgot about it. No, wait. Oh my god. I just wanted to talk shit. Well, now you can be talking to the shit on my boot. You are as bad as the captain sometimes. Captain's diary. Took us a while to find the right Tuscan people. We had to kill a lot of them to find the right Banthas. Yeah, I wish they tasted better. Right, gross. Yeah, yeah. Also, I traded my buddy Box Box for some spare parts for a land speeder. Oh my god, Captain. Hey, I kept the land speeder in honor of him. Fuck. You know, it's the least I could do. Captain is monster. Oh my god, like you can talk, Slav. Man, it sounds like one of my lieutenants, my pilot, fucking killed a guy in cold blood. I was bored and we were in Mos Eisley. You get to kill people in Mos Eisley. That is true. You do get away with murder I, there. I thought you were going to stick around for the pod races. Actually, remember when we stopped at that Arby's? What, yesterday? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, when I went to the bathroom, I was confronted by two bounty hunters. Oh. So yeah, I guess the pod sure. racing thing, trucy deal, doesn't really work. Right. Well, it didn't sound like anything serious. Right. Well, we probably have the entire bounty hunter guild on this now. Yep. That sounds about right. Whatever. Bring them on. Oh. Nice. But what the hell is that noise? Oh, that's the new proximity alert. No, I like that one way better than the old one. Except for we have a Klingon bird of prey uncloaking on our port side. Oh, we just did Star Wars. Now we got to do Star Trek. They're hailing us, Captain. Oh, I fucking hate Klingons. And just so you know, the escape pod is broken. God damn it. And the diet Dr. Pepper machine is empty, too. Nah, balls. He's Gunner Halifax. He's gone beyond the moon, it's true. He's Gunner Halifax. He's seen the world from a different kind of view from He's you. He's Gunner Halifax. He's seen the pyramids on Mars. He's Gunner Halifax. He's flown his spaceship really far. Captain's Klingon mining prison diary. Fuck. Probably should have stuck with the Star Wars shit. This is total the bullshit. It's Dr. Schmuggy, I've seen you eat people. Why don't you just eat the Klingons? Uh, I don't want that kind of indigestion, no. eh? So now we're stuck in fucking space prison. Uh, technically, I already intervened with you guys a bit too much. Hey, shut up out there. I'm trying to talk to my alien. I'll fucking kill all of you. Dude, what are you doing, Captain? Oh, first time to space prison, eh? Uh, yeah. Now, you're definitely going to want to establish dominance here as soon as possible. Especially with that ass of yours, Slav. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, there's a good chance they're going to. Oh, so what's going on, dude? Oh, yeah, you probably just woke up from a bong nap, oh. only to find yourself in prison. What a buzzkill. Yeah, dude, and they broke my mod. I'm oh, sorry, dude. So that was our final skitscat for the day, and now I'm going to let Steve go, and we're going to do our final segment called Tales from the Script Keeper. I'm going to go have a smoke. No. Bye. Crack. I'm going to go smoke Steve. crack. No, Steve, don't go smoke crack. Don't smoke crack, Steve. Yeah. Everybody's under a lot of pressure around here. But life isn't what happens to you, it's how you handle yourself after that. Or some other shit I found in a fortune cookie. This brand new segment is called Tales from the Script Keeper. And this one's entitled Dog Pimps. Tales from the Script Sponsored by Dr. Schmogie's Beard and Ball Hair Oil for Humans, Kekestaka. All right, in this Tales from the Script Keeper, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my childhood growing up with parents that owned a pet store. I actually had this realization a little bit later in life, so I want to let you know this is weird and all the things that are involved with pets are weird all the time. I mean, if you look around and you know people that devote themselves or want to devote themselves to pets, they're weird. But my parents raised Labrador Retrievers, which come in three different colors. They come in black, they come in yellow, not golden, yellow, and chocolate. And we had a whole bunch of all the different kinds of labs. So black labs, yellow labs, chocolate labs. They each had different personalities. They were all fucking goofy. They had names like this. Thunder, rainy, sunshine, lightning, stormy, sky, windy, and dusty. Yeah, my parents were very strange people. They named all of our pets the weather. And then I think they got sick of it. They were just like, fuck it. Call that dog Sky. Call it Sky. My mom wanted to name you Zebulon. And in retrospect, that would have been kind of tight. But undeniably also weird. My dad is very much a leave me the fuck alone guy. Like, so much so that one day I was, like, going to show my girlfriend where my dad lived. And I found out he moved away. <laughs> and I didn't know where he was. And I didn't talk to him for another 20 years. That kind of thing. But anywho, we had lots of them dogs. And you know what I found out about my parents? Because they bred dogs. My parents were dog pimps. That's what people who breed dogs are. They're dog pimps. And, you know, lots of people breed dogs. And lots of dog pimps out there that go on and off in their life breeding dogs. Sometimes you're an accidental dog pimp because your dog or somebody else's dog got out and fucked somebody else's dog. My parents were straight-up professional dog pimps. That's what they did. When I would go on road trips as a kid with the family, it was so that our dogs could fuck. It was like, so one of our dogs could fuck a stranger's dog. And then it's extra weird because they want a baby out of it, so it's kind of a eugenics thing, which is... But that's something weird about the American Kennel Club, the 
AKC. The people that are very invested in pets are all weird. The people that are very invested in the AKC, very scary. Scary weird. They will be petitioning for rights for dogs very soon. Constitutional rights for dogs. And you know what? Fuck them. They're probably right. But the thing is, they'll only want it for purebreds. That's how weird it is. You know, you think, oh yeah, we'll give dogs rights. They're like, but not mutts. You're like, God damn it, seriously? No labradoodles. The AKC is so bad, they have strict rules to make sure that cousins are fucking. But back to growing up the child of dog pimps. Being the child of someone who breeds dogs, you get to learn the birds and the bees in a really kind of gross and different way. Instead of learning about the birds and the bees, you know, gently, I was like a little kid just kind of bombarded by red rockets and dogs just having brazen doggy style sex everywhere. Just madness. Another weird thing about breeding dogs is that if you have female dogs, all the male dogs in the region, no matter what kind of dog it is, they all know what's going on and they all want to fuck your dog. And it was a problem for my parents. My parents put up elaborate fences, electric wires, all sorts of shit to keep horny dogs out. And so we had two male dogs and we had six female dogs. And I'm very certain that the two male dogs thought for sure that their job was to protect the female dogs from all the other dogs that came to see the female dogs. The problem is they were not teammates. They saw each other as invaders as well. Their names were Thunder and Lightning. And Thunder was our oldest dog. He was the like kind of the patriarch of the whole thing. And he was a grumpy fuck and he did not like Lightning at all moving in on his squirrels. The squirrels being both his bitches and the squirrels that were in the backyard. And Lightning didn't give a fuck. He would do all the things that Thunder hated. And they fought so much that we couldn't even keep them together. My parents had to separate them their whole lives. And Lightning was the younger dog. Thunder was the old man, right? Two males, a bunch of females. They had doggy boners constantly. I have so many childhood photos where there's just like, dog boner. There's a dog boner in that photo. Don't show that. Oh, that's the only one we have a grandma that's in focus. The dog boner one. And I know you can crop it nowadays, but you couldn't in the 80s and the 90s. You had to be creative with refrigerator magnets and, you know, just slide it right to hide the dog dog boner. But there was a lot of things that were off limits in a lot of households that weren't in mine. I mean, damn and bitch are like words that are used in the world of dog pimpery. You know, when you're a canine nookie bookie, a procurer of puppy poon, that's literally what bitches are, are the ladies and the dams are the dudes. So as a five or six year old, I'm like, damn bitches. Bitch damn, damn bitches. And so they took me out of public schools and had me on the road with my parents as we did our pimpery, our puppy pimpery on the road. And they had this show concession and they would sell pet supplies under a tent following the dog shows of the AKC. So they'd follow all the people that were like, we should keep all these dogs pure. Keep them pure. And it was an interesting culture. And I'm not saying that they didn't love their children, but they did love their dogs a lot. And nobody knew where I was. I was out in the streets fucking throwing dirt at cars. That's what I was doing. I was a dog, you know, they'd have dog shows next to car shows. So I think I threw rocks at cars a couple times because I was a dumb five-year-old unsupervised kid with dog parents. But eventually my parents' tent show concession turned into a brick and mortar store. It was a pet store without pets, but it did have a thing called a breeder's directory, which was my parents love a puppy pimp and coming round again. So it was a huge card file directory and it had every single kind of dog in it. And it had dozens or hundreds of names for each breed of dog. And they were all dog pimps. They were all, you know, hound dog hoons and husky hustlers and beagle bitch brothel owners. I don't know. And so for years the phone would ring off the fucking hook about people just like, we want our dog to fuck another dog. And I'd be like, oh, you want your dog to have sex with another dog? Okay, uh, I found one. Here's ten. Find, talk to these people. Now, full disclosure, most of the time people were just asking like, hey, where do we find puppies that aren't from a puppy mill? But it's funnier if it's dog pimp shit. And I realized the other day, I was answering hundreds of phone calls a week. A week from that store. My parents' business was successful. It lasted for 20 plus years. And like I said, there were hundreds of cards, thousands of people on those cards just for our area. And uh, I was kind of one of the fucking front men for a dog pimp empire. I mean, that's really what they did to me. Am I wrong? My family business was a dog pimp empire. I was part of it from age 10, but from probably like 13 to 20, I was a puppy pimp. You know, I answered a lot of those phone calls. And I can do some phone talkage when it comes to puppy pimpery. I helped organize dog sex. <laughs> so, for good or for bad, 
you know, that's my story, I'm coming clean. My parents had a dog pimp empire, and it, uh, you know, like many empires, it crashed with a divorce. <laughs> but we'll talk about my estranged father and my dead mom on another Tales from the Script Keeper. Alright. Alright, enough of that. So I'm not sure how I feel about sharing that much of my life with the world, but what the fuck ever, it doesn't matter. It's a short ride, we're all just uh, meat sacks. As you guys know, we're all meat sacks, we're all carbon-based water bags. Uh, we're all kind of pieces of shit. But we're all very sweet, too, I think. Except for the sociopaths, psychopaths, narcissistic pieces of garbage. But other than that, very sweet. Big thanks to all my bosses in the litter box, to all the inside scoopers, scat cats, and litter mates. This has been a fun one this week for me. I hope it was a fun one for you. Big shout out to everyone in the shitbox, including that there shitbox wizard, Mr. Don. He's building an army of you turds, and it's fun to see. And it's also fun to see our Discord is alive. And thank you to the Dookie Slayer, Mr. Chris. And to all of you guys that participate in the social media stuff, there's so many great voices, so many smart minds. And I would say, at least from a technical standpoint, more than a few dank memes. But what I like certainly best about it is that it's all about me, and that's great. Look what you've done to his head. You can fill my head with market forces at SCACA. One of the nicest things and or evilest things you can do to a podcast is, of course, give them a rate or a review, and we would love that from you guys. We're going to risk it. You can give us a one star if you want. That's fine. It makes me cry each time. But a five star, I do jumping jacks around the yard. I do little cartwheel jacks, Ugh. cartwheel jumping jacks. I do little things where I jump. Yeah, okay. Uh, but also I do that. You should see what I do for Patreon. But also I do that for just being alive. Yeah, yeah, we're sick of it. Right, well, thank you for 20 scat casts. We've got a Dave and Angus show. That's episode 20 for them. And we've got an episode 8 of the Dipshit Files. But thank you for 20. Here's to 20 more, I hope. Ugh. Biggest thanks of all to Mrs. Scriptkeeper. She's the thing that makes all of this work for me. Thanks to Steve here and to our intern Tim and to Zach Cohen for doing some music this week. To all of our Scat Cat producers that have given us ideas over the last 20 episodes. You guys know who you are. You're all popes of the Scat Cast. And I'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the present. <laughs> Bing bong. Bing bong.